1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. <laughs> We're going to miss Jared around here. Oh, yeah. We really are. So like you miss herpes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're doing we're doing cheerleading stuff in here like the Spirit Squad did and all sorts of I'm stuff. Kenny. <laughs> Here's Jared. <laughs> Sorry. That would be a better visual joke. Yeah, I we would think us, so. You know, you and I at least have doing to, video. <laughs> we got to start doing some video. We'll get DeFalco in there, too. <laughs> Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show, everybody. Yes, the hysterics continue on. The pre-WrestleMania Mark Hoke Show. Yeah, how about that? I can't believe it's WrestleMania time again. Already. doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. We're going to talk about that, too. But thanks for joining us. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Another big rating on the last ratings period. Thank you so much, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. Especially those of you in North Macedonia. And Denmark joined the party. So thank you. Love the Danes. Love the Danes. I think it's like our 34th country that the podcast has been downloaded. Best pastries in the world and from Denmark. Really? Those Danish pastries. <sighs> great Danes. I don't like great Danes. <laughs> no offense to the... I've been attacked by. If I say any dog that you have to look up when they poop is a dog that you, I don't want to deal with. My family raised them that destroyed our home. Great Danes in the house, all over the place, and 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 I kid you not, if you do not know the size of a Great Dane, when a Great Dane greets you, (laughs) it jumps up on you and it puts its paws on your shoulders, and you are looking at it face to face. (laughs) And it's just the weirdest thing in the world because you don't know if you should give it a big hug. Or prepare to die. One of the two. So, yeah. I'm with you. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) I digress. I guess we are digressing. (laughs) Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Thanks for being with us. I'm Mark Hoke, your esteemed host here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Of course, uh, out of the booth, one booth into another. It's all they ever do around here. Andrew Fishfain, of course, co-hosting Monday night on Sports X Radio with... Bernard Barnes, who, by the way, I'd recommend you tune in because there may be some Harry Carey on the show because Bernard is a former Purdue basketball and football player. So I'd, I'd say tune in for that, and Fish is probably going to encourage him to put a sword into his heart. Peacocks! So, yeah. So Andrew Fish Fane, everybody. And, of course, on the line as well with us. And Joe has got to get his butt out of bed sometime and come in here. You know what we should do? We should just go down to his house. We're going to DDT him. Do a show on remote? And, no, we're going to DDT him and bring him into the studio. He'll wake up here like, what, what happened? Wow. We could do like Hulk Hogan did to Richard Belzer. No, no, that's too mean. I don't want to leave a permanent mark. Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas. Mr. DeFalco, how are you? I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm surprised you neglected to mention how uh, in between bombing children's hospitals, the Russian army is uh, on board with the radio show, too. So It is crazy, isn't it? Well, that's why they, they take an hour off every Sunday from fighting just to listen. We, we, have, <laughs> we, we, we actually have a lot of fans in Russia and some in Ukraine, and you know, just 
wish for everybody's safety over there. Absolutely. You know, so send fish over there in a peacekeeping mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't incite either side. Not at all. <laughs> fish would be walking around with a bottle of vodka saying, fire <laughs> You know, he won't go crazy after eating uh, a piece of pizza with jalapenos on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh golly gee whiz I'll tell you what Oh wait By the way I was just looking at Rusev crush <laughs> we, we, have, we have another new country Algeria has joined the party oh, Love the Algiers Yes Bizarre isn't it? it It's crazy how small this world has gotten Yes it but, is But we love all of you Thank you so much It's, it's awesome But I, I do have one complaint about that real fast for Canada To my friends in Canada Eh? Will you please sell somebody in Saskatchewan to download the show? It's the most bizarre thing. Because if, if if you've never done podcasting and stuff like that, and you see all the stats come in, like on mine, there's a map, right? I have a world map. I've got a U.S. map and Canadian map, Australian map. So you see all the colors and everything. We have never gotten a download in Saskatchewan. All the other provinces, great. Never a download in Saskatchewan. So we're good in Alberta. Yeah, we're good. So the, Hart, so the Hart family is listening. Hart family's listening. Appreciate it. But nobody in Saskatchewan. Somebody's got to do something. And what I'm really mad about, too, is we haven't had one from North Dakota either, where I went to college. Well, so well, thanks, guys. They're still trying to figure out how to spell Saskatchewan. That's why they are uh, not downloading. I'll read it and then download it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> enough about downloads and stuff. Boy, I'll tell you. Let's talk a little wrestling here. Let's do it. A lot of, a lot of places start, but I guess we... You know, last week we paid tribute to Scott Hall, and now we get to talk about another legend stepping away who nearly died, apparently. Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, has announced that he will not be stepping back in the ring. Of course, recently had a, what did they call it, a cardiac incident incident or or something along those lines. Episode, that's the word. Episode, yes. Well, apparently that cardiac episode nearly killed him. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he is uh, now announced that he will be retiring from in-ring competition. Yeah, well, he said that he, he he has a defibrillator in his chest. He goes, so nobody wants to see me get shocked on live TV. Really? Well, being he hadn't yeah. wrestled in two years anyway, it's like okay. But it, he did. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know, Joe, if you saw the interview he did with Stephen A. Smith. First of all, the fact that Stephen A. Smith did a good interview is shocking enough. Stunning. Anything good on ESPN is shocking at this point. But. The interview was interesting because one of the things that Triple H said is he goes, dude, I was on the one-yard line looking at the precipice of death, and it. I thought I, would, I went to the hospital not knowing if I was going to die. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, But uh, Triple H has uh, stepped aside, of course, most recently was known for all the work he did in NXT, which got destroyed recently by Vince McMahon. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that by the way. Uh, game had fluid around his lungs and hearts. He's and his ejection fraction in his heart was as low as twelve percent. Normal is fifty-five 50, to sixty. Fifty to seventy. Oh, that was so, fifty-five so, to sixty. Yeah, and he said that he went home and he got a call saying, "Don't do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Grab your stuff. Come to the emergency room immediately." Yeah. So, well, thank God he didn't die. You know, but it, but it was interesting that I was you know when you. When you hear this and you think about the in-ring career of Triple H ending, you know, he was a, he was very good, obviously. Main eventer all over the place, mobile-time world champion. I was trying to think of matches that I really remember from Triple H. And, you know, the one the, the match with Mick Foley 
where they got all the thumbtacks and the bats and all that stuff, which is the one that I really won me respect for Triple H because he stopped being all prissy in the ring and you know actually you know showed he could get a little nasty when he needed to. Was one I remember, and I pulled a list up too of some the, other matches. That's but, the two I remember the most are the back-to-back WrestleManias against the Undertaker. Yeah, those were really good. Um, let's see, what, what was the other one? But they, they had the Bleacher Mike, Report made a list, and the number one was the No Way Out at uh, 2001 with Steve Austin, the Three Stages of Hell match, and I forgot about that one. But did but, was was Triple H a good wrestler because he had opportunities, or did he have opportunities because he was a good wrestler? Joe, what do you think about that? Well, I, I, you know, everybody likes to say, well, you know, he's in the click and he was in that. So it was just incredible. If you if you weren't good enough, you weren't going to get there. He got over. DX was huge. You know, Triple H was was a major guy. You know, despite having the job out to the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania in thirty five seconds. Ugh. Yeah. You know, or you know, having the Matt Classic with uh, Henry O. Godwin in the Pigpen match or whatever. Hershey Parkerita, <laughs> I was there. You know, Triple H. You know, he should go down as one of the greats of all time. You know, he he may have positioned himself, but he had to deliver. And you know, for anybody to say, oh well, you know. He didn't really deliver. Oh, he was in with The Rock and Austin and Foley. You know, he fit right in that group. You know, when you talk about those guys, you can't talk about one without the other. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Triple H definitely was the man. Yeah, 14 championship reigns kind of tells you how, how good what the company thought of him. And I can't think of another guy who was more hated as a heel or loved as a face than Triple H. Because when he was a face and, and DX, at, 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 when they were the face group, everyone absolutely adored them. And then when he was an when he was a hated heel, everyone absolutely hated him, whether it be with the authority or with the corporation or whatever. So he played the role, whatever it was, perfectly. Yeah, he did. And and you know, you almost remember Triple H more for what he did in promos than. <laughs> What he did in the ring, which or, is, or the Rock's impersonation of him. <laughs> you know, I prefer, that, you know, I thought the greatest moment was uh, them doing the Nation of Domination in blackface. Myself, oh, oh, was, God, yeah. oh good lord! That was not good. <laughs> now that was good TV that you'll never see again, my no, friend. Absolutely, because it was. I mean, if you if you can look past the it, racism, if you can set that aside, the skit itself was funny. But yeah, not a little, little tasteless. Yes, a little tasteless. <laughs> a little tasteless. But you know, the one thing too, I think, and I think part of the reason that you don't remember some of the stuff from Triple H uh, was because a lot of the big matches that he was in, he lost. He's got a losing record at WrestleMania. You know, lost that match with when Chris Benoit won the won the championship at WrestleMania when he and Eddie won that same night. You know. Triple H was one of the guys in the ring when he lost that match. I mean, he, he won that match. Yeah, he, he had never he had never had a problem doing the doing the job. Yeah, and it, it's kind of I mean it's it's kind of weird when you think about that. He's that like the anti Hulk Hogan be, because because he did play a lot of backstage politics, but you know Vince Vince humbled him a little bit for sure. Oh, absolutely, a couple of times, no no doubt about that. But, you know, remember when he finished the match when he tore his quad. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy too. I mean, he was in he's even there with Jericho and did a walls of Jericho with with a torn quad. Yeah, what some of these guys go through and the injuries they've suffered and they still wrestle is absolutely amazing to yeah, me. Triple H 
went through a lot. I believe he had a torn pec once and tore all his both of his quads a couple of times. I mean, he's he's done some nasty stuff to his body. You know, another great moment was on Monday Night Raw when it looked like Chris Jericho beat him for the championship, and then they came back from commercial and did the dusty finish. People went livid. Oh yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. I don't remember that one. Yeah, there was that one. Yeah, he had the, that street fight with Shawn Michaels when when Shawn came back. And and a lot of people were wondering, is Shawn going to be able to go at all the way he was moving and stuff? But they had a that was a pretty amazing match. And a lot of a lot of good ones. And if you if you go back and take a look, and I so said there was a really good article on BleacherReport.com, so I, I'd recommend checking Even that out. Even when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But... But yeah, so we'll miss Triple H in the ring. You know, no, no, no match with Cody. Sorry, Triple H. We hardly uh, knew ye. What yeah. a disappointment! Because uh, people were clamoring for for that. Oh you come know, on! More people, people yeah. are more concerned about the fact that what happened with the NXT stuff. Like he's transitioned on. Nobody thought of him as a wrestler anymore. Anyway, the question is. What happened at NXT, and does he have any influence whatsoever? And why was there a falling out between seemingly of him and Vince, and Vince getting rid of all the Triple H guys? I think that's what people are more interested in. Yeah, at the moment, absolutely. I was going to say, I think you you hit the nail right on the head because I I still wonder. Well, you know, it, it almost seems like Vince was cutting off his nose despite his face getting rid of some of those guys like William Regal. There, there was absolutely no reason for it. I I think that the reasoning behind it was he wanted to be able to mold the his wrestler, his sports entertainers, his superstars, the way he wanted. And he doesn't want the old school anymore. And he doesn't want to deal with indie wrestlers coming in and having to retrain them and have their what he would consider bad habits he's really trying to just bring in athletes and make them professional wrestlers mold them from nothing and it's easier to do that when they don't have a background right and you know you don't and you know it's probably why guys like William Regal and and Triple H are gone because you don't want that old school influence, but that old school, anymore. but but the problem but, is that but, old school thing was successful, and if it's all about business, shouldn't you follow the business model that's successful? Well, but and but I, I don't consider it old school because old school was back in the day signing the Brock Lesners and stuff. This was a newer policy that that Triple H instilled, and they made sure that I remember it was last year at SummerSlam that there was uh, a new sense of tryouts. And it was funny because we had done our, you know, weekend shows and, you know, Davari went back in the company. So, you know, Sean was looking for a couple of our younger guys. They were just looking for the big younger guys that, you know, weren't there. And, and a few of the guys that we know at that show had gotten signed and they'd only had a couple of matches. And it's 100% that they wanted people without any habits. And they decided that they were going to go in a route. Which, you know, was 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 signing all these people, as you said, the the football players and the the amateur wrestlers, and you know they can pay them less, and now they're throwing a hundred against the wall, and they're hoping a few stick. While in the past, guys that probably would have never got a shot, like a Johnny Gargano and and a lot of these others weren't high on uh, on Vince McMahon's radar. 
And they they weren't big sweaty men. What's NXT? Does anybody care anymore? No, I mean, it's funny because right now NXT is the most compelling television WWE is doing. Yeah, it was funny. I was going through Twitter this morning and and Buff Bagwell had been live tweeting a couple of the wrestling shows and was saying something like, you know, my recovery can't handle watching SmackDown anymore. (laughs) <laughs> Something it was pretty. It was pretty. It's Buff Bagwell, but it was pretty funny. That is funny. And, and, and some of these shows have been pretty tough to watch. And you know, the lead into WrestleMania has been. Yeah. Well, this is go home week. Like, uh, who cares? That's, that's kind. Of, that's that, the sad thing. Who cares? It's that, like it's just another extension of Raw or SmackDown. It's not even there. There's nothing special about anything. I was just going to say, it, it does not feel special this year. And it's one of the first years for me that, I mean, the last two years I thought it was just weird because of the pandemic and I was going to chalk it up to that. But this year really does not feel special at all. It's like they're trying to get two sh- two shows off on it because they're going to make their money. And it's like, really, does, does, does anybody really want to hold off Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin for WrestleMania? <laughs> like that's, that's not even a main event on a SmackDown show. That's like, you know, the second match and Drew beats Corbin in three minutes. Just it's the like, way you uh, say that is, is funny and it's true. It's sad and it's funny and true. Uh, you know, the, how does Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin get more time at WrestleMania than uh, Brian Danielson and Sheamus? Yeah. It... it this is this is this WrestleMania just doesn't feel WrestleMania like. Yeah, it really doesn't. Because yeah. WrestleMania used to be, I mean, it, it was pumped up to be the biggest show of the year. You think you'd be so excited because the Royal Rumble kicked off the road to WrestleMania, and it was, and I mean, the road has been a tiny little pathway. It's nothing. And, and you know, if you, and it's not like they're not doing builds to these matches, but it just feels very forced, forced, repeated. You know, it's like we're doing the same thing. We're doing you know, it in, in the past, it was like, wow, Hulk Hogan and The Rock. And it's like, is there that much excitement about Steve Austin coming back to fight Kevin Owens? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the KO show, and they're going to get in an argument. I, I mean, we can we know what's going to happen. Right, but Kevin's going to get in a fight. It's, and it's going to be a fight. It's not going to be a stunner immediately. It's just going to take two minutes. Yeah, and Kevin Owens' impersonation on Raw was was actually very funny and very well done, but it was absolutely ridiculous. The, the, you're right, the build isn't there. I, it, it, it's not a huge deal, and it should be. It's like they're forcing Austin down your throat, which is sad. It, it feels like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm an Eagles fan, so I can say this, but it feels like the Dallas Cowboys. You're, you've, got the, you've got the prime team. You've got the, the location. You've got everything that you could possibly want, but you don't deliver in the end and it's kind of like you're like yeah you got the sizzle but you don't got the steak yeah and yeah and no cocaine so (laughs) well i i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) oh god but yeah we're gonna we're gonna go through that wrestlemania card but one thing i wanted to mention here real quick is the possibility of a certain former wwe champion making a comeback here at WrestleMania, and I'm talking about Bobby Lashley, who was supposed well, to be on the shelf. Comeback. He was hurt. Then you come back. Well, it's it isn't a, like he's retired. Well, it's considering he wasn't supposed to be back for months. He's yeah, supposed well, to be returning you know, to face. Somebody oh. to put, they need somebody to put over your boy almost, you know. <laughs> and that is the big question that I have. 
So Bobby Lashley, of course, hurt his shoulder at the Royal Rumble, and they had to do the whole setup at Elimination Chamber to get the title off of him because he couldn't wrestle at WrestleMania. Well, apparently he may be getting medically cleared to come back. So, okay, so Bobby Lashley's going to come back and, and wrestle at WrestleMania. So basically, almost he's so, going to come out to the stage say, anybody in the locker room want to take me on? And now comes Lashley. So, but here, but here's my question to some Joe and and I and I want to get your honest opinion on this. Of all people that you could put one of your top guys in the ring with who's barely recovered from whatever happened to him and and honestly probably shouldn't be in the ring. You're going to put him in the ring with a raw massive rookie who probably has a decent chance of hurting him? I mean, is this a good idea? It's not going to First off, maybe Lashley really wasn't hurt, A. And B, this is where it almost goes down. They, they, they saw the build. They saw nobody cares. So now Lashley gets to go in and destroy this guy who they were building up as a monster. You know, I see, you know, I see a minute squash. And I think that, that and do, I guess the question is, does that happen and make Lashley look stronger by doing it or does it do nothing for Lashley? Um, in our opinion, it probably doesn't mean that much, but in the WWE universe, they've built almost as this unstoppable great Kali. So, you know, when Kali and then the, the giant Gonzalez and, and, and these guys who walked in in the beginning, they got this monster push until they didn't anymore. And then somebody had to kill them. So, you know, what else is Lashley going to do? Is he going to walk in and feud with Drew McIntyre again? No, let's beat the undefeated guy who we think, you know, puts Bobby Lashley back on the road because once they unify the titles, you know, a week later, they're going to have to vacate one of them anyway. So now Lashley will be the favorite to win the tournament. Yeah, it'll be terrible, but that's where I see it going. Yeah, I'm just I, I, I guess when I'm when I'm thinking of this too, I'm just like, gosh, you know, for almost to do anything in here, you know, I mean, and even for Lashley to do something, he's going to have to do something fairly spectacular to a really large guy and, and someone who's had shoulder issues in the past. Man, I, mm, I don't know if that's the guy I'd want to put him in with. I, I, I'd, I'd rather put him in with somebody smaller. Yeah, coming back, Cody Rhodes. No, not not quite, not quite. But Brandy Rhodes would be better. Huh? There you yeah. go. You know, actually, that would be kind of cool. Have Lashley smash Brandy Rhodes. Rhodes at WrestleMania? I I'd be down with that. Hey, they, I think the I world would, would pay, love that. I would pay for that. Yeah, they, they, it would be like yeah. I'd they had Bubba Ray Dudley throw May Young through a table, so you know. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Bobby Lashley. And everybody's gonna be like, "No, that was that was cool, Cody. Let it go, man. Let it go." He's, yeah. I know he's not. Gonna, I'm gonna get you. He's gonna. I'm gonna thank you, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> you know, it's just another match just to get on there because now instead of having eight special matches for WrestleMania, now you're gonna do sixteen, and you're gonna do two or three on each preview on each pre-show, and nobody's gonna work twice. So you're basically trying to get fifty-six guys. On this show now, I even saw what they're doing, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on Friday. Yeah, they're doing it on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I, just thought, I, I heard that they yeah, they weren't going to have it on WrestleMania weekend. I was like, that's insane. The whole idea of it was for that. 
Yeah. Well, it is WrestleMania weekend. It's on the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have to get ready to head into a commercial break. I don't know how long you got fish because I know you have to haul out of here, but we have our WrestleMania odds. So we're going to yeah, talk WrestleMania little, is very odd. Talk a little WrestleMania coming up next weekend. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. So it's at Mark Hoke Show, but at Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Because yes. that's my mistake. I keep promoing yes, it wrong. Everybody screws yeah, that to- totally different. Yeah. <laughs> I just Whatever. love Joe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Stick around, everybody. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of this on Sanity on KDWN. 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. Yeah, it is the talk of Las Vegas. Ain't no doubt about that. Jared, take us to break. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Hey, everybody. Fast fade for Jerry. You're the best fader in the business. You know that, all right? <laughs> Inside joke. It's Jared's last day here at KDWM. We're gonna really miss him, and so I'm I'm giving him an extra, you know, few stone cold salutes. I thought last week was his last day. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he had one more day today. This is it, <laughs> and that means I'm gonna have to work seven days until our our friend Lord's in there gets. Uh, she's she's uh, getting ready to go. Lord S, I'm sorry. I'll get it right. My apologies. Don't shoot me in there, guys. Anyway, before we get too deep into the WrestleMania. Woods here. I, I did want to mention something real fast that happened. The New Japan Cup wrapped up because we do pay a little bit of attention to what's going on over there. And uh, tell you, pretty good tournament. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wins the New Japan Cup, beats Will Ospreay along the way in that one. Uh, and Joe, I'm curious uh, your thoughts on you know Zack Sabre and Junior and and Will Ospreay, two guys who really it's it's shocking that they haven't gotten signed to a made you know a WWE or AEW contract yet. Those two are just amazing. I mean Osprey did some Ring of Honor work, but uh two terrific guys and Saber Jr. winning the, the New Japan Cup. Uh you know, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, you know, both of those guys, you know, we tried getting uh both of them at different times, but they've basically dedicated their time to Japan. Kind of like Jeff Cobb, you know, he lives in Vegas. And they've had great success, and and even Cobb had a you know taste in AEW and Impact and Ring of Honor. But it seems like those guys have found a niche there, and obviously the pay must be good enough because they don't seem to have that much interest in 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 coming over. And yeah, you would think AEW would be you know the perfect place. You know, for especially uh, Zach Sabre Jr. and Osprey, and seems like they they're just very content with being uh, New Japan stars. So, 
Yeah, and if you haven't ever watched either of these two guys, man, they are fantastic. They're they are probably other than some of the Japanese wrestlers, of course, probably two of the best wrestlers in the world that people that are typical American fans don't really know enough about. They're absolutely amazing. So would recommend checking those two guys out, you know, hitting some YouTube up and watching a few matches. Of course the that Will Ospreay ricochet sequence has become legendary over the years and Right. Maybe they've seen what uh, the uh, U.S. wrestling market did to uh, Ricochet and uh, even Okada when he was in the States to be like, yeah, we're good where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> run away. Run away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was kind of a light week in AEW. The probably, you know, my, I think my favorite match that, that happened on the shows this week uh, was CM Punk against Dax Harwood from FTR. That was a pretty, uh, pretty solid match. Uh, every time it seems like Dax and Cash get a chance to wrestle singles, they, you know, they put it out there. They do a great job, and uh, it almost, almost looked like Harwood was going to win that match for a second. It was getting pretty intense. Uh, you know, your your thoughts on FTR doing some singles work? Well, they have so many tag teams. Uh, I guess if it's a way to get them on TV, you know, it's. You know, they just got so many tag teams that it's it's great, but it's also a shame because we've seen what what's happened. You know, Pentagon and Phoenix had to go that route. You know, Santana and Ortiz, and it's like instead of concentrating on you know four or five tag teams, they they got seven or eight, and there's only so much time on a on a television show, and you know. It's great to say, oh, well, they got AEW Dark, and they got Rampage, and they got Dynamite, and they got this on YouTube. But Dynamite's the show, and, you know, that's the Monday Night Raw. Rampage, I guess, is a SmackDown. And, you know, sometimes, you know, where's Jay Lethal? You know, where's what's Adam Cole doing over there? Like, oh, my God, Adam Cole's in AEW, and it's just like, oh, Adam Cole's in AEW, great. Well, it's funny you mention those two because they did wrestle on uh, on Dynamite this week. Had a really good match. Uh, and Lethal did the whole you know, lost the match and did the whole oh I've gotta I've gotta figure this out thing and you know something's gotta change and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it I, I think I think it's gonna be interesting that maybe they're setting Lethal up for a, a push here or you know of course Ring of Honor is going to be doing the supercard on uh, I believe it's the first if I'm correct uh, over yeah, WrestleMania weekend. So it'll be interesting to see where Jay Lethal goes. Uh, do you think that maybe Lethal is going to get a chance to get a push here in AEW? Well, you would have thought that he would get the push the minute he came out, but instead they give him a title shot with Gravar and lose. And, you know, again, I guess when there's so many guys, you would have thought that they'd be able to take a guy like Jay Lethal and put him in a great spot. He's, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's awesome. You know, maybe he's going to be so mad he's going to lose his mind and he's going to come back as the macho man. I have a feeling Lethal is cooking up some sort of gimmick that I think is going to blow people away. I, you know, because Rick, because Rick like you said, he canceled. So yeah, I mean, he kind of you know he came in, he had a title match with Sammy Guevara, and uh, you know he lost this match with Cole. Otherwise, he was winning a lot of a, a lot of other matches uh, on on the dark shows. But uh, you know, obviously, you know, you got you got a guy like Jay Lethal. You got to do something with him, and I have a feeling something cool's going to come out of this. I hope. I hope. Well, for I, I saw this week Lance Hoyt loses to Dustin Rhodes. Like seriously, 
Yeah, that that happened. That did happen. Like, wow, the 50-year-old with no upside loses to the guy perceived as a monster who's six foot eight and tries to kill people. Like, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't AEW's best week this week, but you know, some some cool stuff. You know, Ricky Starks had a good match with Swerve Strickland, but. You know, Swerve loses on his first big match on TV there, so I don't know. I don't yeah, know but everybody, yeah, they bring everybody in to lose. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a weird week in AEW, but, uh, but of course now I want to, I got to get into the WrestleMania uh, odds, and of course we we degenerates here because we're in Vegas. We have to go to BetOnline.ag, and I, I they, they need to sponsor the show. It's ridiculous, but. <laughs> They have betting odds where you can actually go and bet on wrestling matches. And, and Joe, they have stepped up their game, and NXT Stand and Deliver has odds on their matches as well. Can you believe that? Uh-oh. I better call Solo Sokoa and get the guarantee, brother. There you go. Get the inside dollars. So I, 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 we, I think we're going to have enough time. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll, mention, we'll, we'll blow through these real fast. Uh, on the NXT Stand and Deliver card, the matches they have up, uh, we've got Braun Breaker wrestling Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title. Braun Breaker is a minus twelve hundred against Dolph Ziggler's plus six. Is there any chance Dolph Ziggler wins this match? Well, yeah, you know they did the the, the, the no reason title change, and they made it a three way, so Braun didn't have to be pinned. So. Now in a one-on-one match, they gave themselves the main event for a show since there was nothing else for Braun to do. He wasn't really feuding with anybody, so they got the Ziggler thing. So, you know, it, it was good to get a main roster guy. But again, you know, Dolph has been positioned as extremely weird or rude. So it's like, okay, Braun's going to win. Why did they take the belt off him in the first place? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that made no sense to me at all. Uh, the women's championship match is a fatal four-way. It is Mandy Rose, the champ, who is a minus 110 against Core Jade's plus 260, Io Shirai's plus 325, and Kaylee Ray's plus 350. So they're favoring Mandy to win the match. Does she stay the champion, or maybe we see Core Jade win this thing? No idea. It's like they just like to rotate belts and stuff like that. So it is WrestleMania. You know, in a lot of cases, it's like, hey, we got five new champions. They can, you know, make the headline and and do all that stuff. So, you know, she hasn't been champed that long. So you would think you'd want to give her a little bit of a run, but it's WWE, so you can't really think what they have in their mind of what they want to do. Tag Team Championship in NXT is on the line. It's the Champions Imperium, one of my favorite tag teams in the world. Taking on the Creed Brothers and MSK, and the Creed Brothers are the minus 220. Imperium is a plus 250, MSK plus 400. So it looks like uh, everybody's thinking the Creed Brothers, who've gotten a pretty good build up here, are going to walk out with the titles. I'd agree with that. I think it looks like they're going to put the Creed Brothers over there. Any any dispute on that? No. No? That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I prefer Zach Wentz and uh, Xavier, but they gave him their run, so they're, you know, all right, and then we have Tommaso Ciampa taking on Tony D'Angelo. Just okay. Tommaso's minus three fifty on this. Once again, not. I mean, I love I love Ciampa, 
just not excited about this match at all. Yeah, they need they need to get him on the main roster and and just you know just Tur- stick him there. You know, with the way they're trying to do NXT and stuff, it's kind of like he's the odd man out. You know, everybody else, everybody else left. Yeah, the, that you know, you would think okay, they're not that with the new version of what they want NXT. Chiamp is the only holdover there. Yeah, so you know, get those young kids in there and. Set Tomasa free. Uh, Gunther, the former Valter, is taking on LA Knight, and Gunther is a minus nine hundred on this one. So it looks like Gunther. I, I would imagine Gunther will be going over on LA Knight. I would think. Ah, uh, you know, never, never count out my guy Sean Ricker. You know, it's like they did the angle and he on the promo, and they kind he got the the better of him, but then gets thumped in a match against him. Why are they doing a rematch if they're just going to have Gunther win again? I don't know. That's that good. seems like it's a good way to bury LA Knight. Yeah, that is a shame, too. So, uh, Of course, uh, we're on the Mark Hoke Show. Thanks for being with us. We are live here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. As we continue breaking down WrestleMania weekend, we've got some betting odds for you. If you're really feeling degenerate, you can go to betonline.ag and throw some money down. So let's go to WrestleMania, Joe. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Joe DeFalco, future so stars. Do we, do we have enough time, you know, since there's 104 matches? No, there's only, there's only 11, technically. Oh, so okay. It's not bad. Uh, we have, we should get through this one quick. Drew McIntyre, minus 1,000 against Happy, Corbin, Happy Corbin's plus 500. Is there any way Corbin goes over in this match? I might have to uh, find a uh, hundred thousand and put on Drew. That you know, if, if he loses, that should be the mortgage closer right there. Drew McIntyre <laughs> lays a thousand. There you go. Uh, there are actually a lot of tight odds on some of these matches, and this is one of them. Dominic and Rey Mysterio minus one forty against Logan Paul and the Miz, or plus one hundred. So the odds makers can't seem to make up their minds on this. I'm yeah, kind of torn on this too. Tough. You know. If it was Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul, then I would tell you all day to take Logan Paul because WWE likes to put the celebrities over. But in a tag match, you know, Miz is used to taking the fall. So, you know, if they want to go that route, you know, that's an easy fix. You just have Miz take the, the pin. Yeah, and then, you, and then, of course, you get Logan Paul against the Miz at some point. So if if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make everybody throw up in their mouths. Um, I yeah, I'll, I'm gonna stay with Dominic and Ray on this. I think you gotta let the father son team get their win at WrestleMania. So I'm okay with that. Uh, you the, know, it could be the beginning of the turn that Fish always wants. So. It's not happening. Why did you even bring it up? We could have gotten through a show without hearing that. Well, you know, maybe uh, <sighs> you know, maybe on his ride to pick up some cheesecake that uh, he's listening. <laughs> There you go. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Championship is now a triple threat match. The, once again, champions RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. Minus 200 against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Street Profits plus 250. Alpha Academy plus 350. Uh, Joe, you like RK Bro to come out of the titles? Yeah, there's no reason to take the belts off the most over tag team they have in, in the company right now. It's like... They're, they're loved. It's like, you know, I don't see, you know, the Street Profits 
on their level. But again, you know, if I was booking it, I would set up RK Bro for something with at least with the the Usos down the line. But who knows? All right, and I I agree. RK Bro is going over in that one. The Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair is minus five fifty against Becky Lynch, the current champion. So apparently everybody thinks that Bianca's going to get her revenge for what happened here in Las Vegas at SummerSlam. Joe, do you agree? Yeah, you know, that that perception was, you know, she got done dirty, you know, and, you know, they, they've been trying to give her that big push, you know, since then. So, you know, WrestleMania moments, everything's about the WrestleMania moments. So it would be like, you know, for her to get her comeuppance, at WrestleMania is probably the best time to do it instead of some random Raw SmackDown. All right. And then this is one I I might go against the odd makers on this one. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos are the champions. They are minus 200 against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And who would have thought a month ago that this would match would even be happening at WrestleMania? But... Joe, I kind of like Nakamura and Boogs to maybe win this match. Uh, what do you think? You know, it would be a good moment for a guy like Boogs. I don't know. It's weird with Nakamura that it's like they kind of want to push him, but they, eh, they really don't want to push him. And, you know, it seems like, you know, Boogs has gotten himself like a cult following. You know what I mean? It's like, but. Uh, for some reason, they they love keeping the belts on the Usos. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you're going to take an upset special, you know, taking a flyer on Boogs and Nakamura, you know, why not? Yeah, I think people are really digging Rick Boogs, and, and he does some cool things in the ring. And when you see some of the, the military presses and the one-arm stuff that he does, the dude's pretty powerful. It's it's neat to see. I and, you know, he's a real electric personality, really peppy, I guess would be a, a word to describe him. So Modern-day Rick Rude right there. You know, he I mean, he does look like a bulkier Rick Rude. That was something that I thought of a long time ago. And it, it, I, I, I would be interested to see what would happen if he went heel and could take on a persona somewhat like Rick Rude's. So, but I, I, I think Boogs, uh, Boogs has some possibilities. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. We've got Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Flair the champ, but she is not the favorite. What a shock. Ronda Rousey minus 600 against Charlotte Flair's plus 350. I cannot imagine Ronda Rousey not winning this match, but who knows? Joe, what do you think? Well, you know, we need to find out Rousey's contract. If it's for six months, there might be a way for her to lose, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, when she was at the at the Rumble, and I said it. It was like, well, she hasn't scheduled to be in it, but if she is, she was she was a great person to take because they're not going to make her lose. And it, it's kind of the same scenario here. You know, it would be a big feather in the cap, you know, for Charlotte Flair to to pin Ronda Rousey. But I don't know if they're going to go that route just yet. Yeah, I, I think Rousey's going to be going over on this one. Uh, here's another one that I think could have some possibilities of an upset the women's tag team championship match which if i was betting on it i might care uh naomi and sasha banks are the favorites at minus 200 Liv morgan rhea ripley at plus 185 uh zelina vega and carmella are the champions and they are plus 500 to walk out without the belts and Shayna baszler and natalia are plus 750 
I think a couple intriguing possibilities in there, Joe. What do you think? Well, you know, again, for some reason, everybody thinks that Baszler is going to get this and she's going to get that, and it just seems like somebody in the higher ups is just not a big fan, you know. And you know, there was numerous times, oh, she's going to become the champ. Didn't happen. And you know, Natalia's been around forever, so. You know, and I'm not a big fan of uh, Selena Vega's tag team either. So uh, I'd go with the favorite because it's a small favorite. Is there uh, the one thing though about Baszler and Natty in this match? I th- it would be a nice moment for Natty to win on this thing. I I'd almost be tempted to take a little flyer on that. I don't I don't know why. I mean this. I I, I don't think they're going to win. I I would I would lean towards Naomi and Sasha winning this. But you know, would you take a you know throw a couple dollars down for a, a plus seven fifty on that? I guess I, I just don't understand them as a tag team to begin with. So you know that might be part of it on on my side. It's like why is she even in a tag team? You know, it's like Baszler should be killing people. But then again, her gimmick is the same as Rousey. She's the shoot MMA UFC fighter type thing. So it's like I guess sticking her in a tag you know, makes it different. And, you know, I think him, her and Natty, uh, you know, she's had her run. She's had her up. She's had her downs. It's kind of like, eh, no, no thrill there anymore. Understood. Uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn are hooking it up. The jackass star is minus 300 to defeat Sami Zayn. Zayn is a plus 200. Any chance... Zane wins this match, or is this just going to be a Johnny Knoxville insanity show? Well, on, a, on a, an interesting note, I actually watched Jackass yesterday, and it was just as funny as it had always been. So, uh, you know, unless Wee Man turns on Johnny Knoxville, I said it earlier, they, you know, they, they, they try to make sure those celebrities somehow go over, and Sami Zayn's always been that guy who... They instill the comedy gimmick in there, and he usually comes up short. So the only thing I see is I'm not sure Johnny Knoxville has even come across as a babyface, so it's weird. Yeah, it is a strange match. So I, I would think Johnny Knoxville is going to win, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the <laughs> nobody wins match, as I like to call it, Austin Theory against Pat McAfee. Austin Theory is a minus 150, McAfee a plus 110. Either guy will be hurt if they lose. Austin Theory, your favorite on this one, Joe, or you think McAfee's going to pull us out? You know, uh, I like McAfee. I like everything he does there. But, you know, Austin Theory is this, uh, you know, the young up-and-coming stud wrestler. Yeah, he can't you know, kill it, It'd be nice to give him that WrestleMania win to at least to put, you know, put that notch on his belt because he's the guy that, you know, has a bright future. All right. AJ Styles and Edge. AJ is the favorite, minus 160, Edge plus 120. Are they right? Well, you know, every big match Edge has had since he's come back, he's pretty much lost. I think he won one, but, you know, I think he's like 1-11. So, you know, AJ supposedly in line for the big push. You know, he, he did the deed to almost, and now he's come back strong. You know, it seems like it would kill the momentum if he now loses. You just turned him babyface. So you just turned him and then made him lose again. Now where would he go? 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I like AJ in this one, too. And then the final match, at least at this point, of course, we know Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are probably going to be hooking it up. Uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, the title unification match. Reigns is a minus 350 on this. Lesnar plus 225. Joe, who's this is all going to be over, hopefully. Who's walking out with the WWE Championship? You know, I got to believe this whole setup and it was done weirdly, you know what I mean, was, you know, to to totally establish Roman Reigns as, you know, the John Cena of this generation. So, you know, we know Brock's that, you know, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. And he's, you know, had a good run. And his baby face has really helped solidify Roman Reigns' heel and with Heyman turning on Brock. You know, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to put Brock Lesnar over, but you know, a lot of people never thought he was going to get put over the Undertaker, and True. you know, Vince McMahon loves Brock Lesnar, but you know, and the reality of it is Roman Reigns should win. All right, and I will at least at this point take Roman Reigns as well. But you and I will get a chance to revisit Sunday's matches because we'll be on the air next Sunday on uh, the last day of WrestleMania. So, uh, of course... So, uh, yeah, before we wrap, i got a show tonight at 6 p.m. Hammerstone will be there and a lot of our good guys. So, FSW Arena, 6 p.m. Oh, there you go. Maybe I can sneak down there. That'd be awesome. So, go to FSWVegas.com and check that out. Hey, thanks for listening to the Mark Hoke Show. We appreciate it. For Andrew Fishfane, Joe Falco. I'm Mark Hoke. Follow us at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com. Download that podcast, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets, we would certainly appreciate it. So, hey, we'll be back on WrestleMania weekend next Sunday. Thanks for joining us here on KDWN. Have a great Sunday. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.